Hey there, welcome to the Breathe Out Podcast, where we're going to talk about all things business, specifically focused on leadership, culture, wellness, and safety. This is your host, Heather Smurl. Hope you guys are having a great Monday. Today, guys, I want to talk a little bit about my favorite books. And you're kind of wondering, well, why are we going to talk about Heather's favorite books? Well, here's why. I want to know how bad do you really want it? I want you to ask yourself that question. How bad do I really want it? Because I think so many people in this world, from my own personal experiences, want so much, but they are not willing to put in the work. Um, They want the leadership skills that I have or the culture, you know, that we've developed or whatever it is they want it but they don't want to put in the work and I will tell you that the work for leadership um, for building a great culture for running a, a great business all comes from putting in the work of learning and building and constantly learning so for two decades now you know people will say well how did you you know find out about this or how how did you do this and I'll say well do you read books? Well, no. Well, do you listen to Audible? No. And nobody wants to put in the work to do the skills development. And I say nobody, but there's a lot of people that want it without the work. They want the cliff notes, right? So we were all students at one time. And I will admit I was a cliff notes kind of person because I hated to read. And what I found was I hated to read things that I wasn't passionate about. And once I found stuff that I was passionate about, which has always been self-development, I like cannot get enough of it. I can't read enough of it. I can't listen to enough of it. Um, Y'all get to hear me talk about it because I can't get enough of it. But all that is because I love it. And I want it and I want to be better. And I have found that every time that I apply myself to a book or learning something related to um, business, I become better. And but I got to put in the work. And so if you want something better in your life, whatever that is, I think you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? And then are you willing to do the work? that's going to take to get there. I mean, it's as simple as if you want to lose 10 pounds, guys. Like if you want to lose 10 pounds, there's not a magic diet pill. Um, I hate to break it to you, but even a 14-day juice cleanse isn't going to work. I tried. But (laughs) the reality is that anything that you want, you have to put in the work and the discipline, and you have to put in the work consistently. So one of my favorite, favorite statements is John Maxwell says, consistency compounds. And I write that in my journal just about every day because if I am consistent in my habits, it is going to compound and I'm going to be that much better. But it starts with learning and it starts with applying yourself. And I love hearing how our staff is taking this journey to learn, um, to read, to apply themselves. I mean, they're ordering books. We read books together. It's just, it's incredible. Um, it's so exciting to have people around me that want that. So I'm not the only one that wants it. But if you want to know more about leadership, you got to read about it and you got to read more than one book. 
So I want to tell you about my favorite books over the last 20 years that have had the biggest impact. I think I've shared them in different podcasts, but I wanted to just wrap them into one and really tell you about what they changed in my life and where I was at when I read it. Because I feel that God has this incredible, I don't call it sense of humor, but this incredible plan to put stuff in front of me in the time that I need it. Or maybe, you know, when I'm looking for it is when I see it. I don't know, but it is uncanny how often I'm in the need for something and that's when it shows up. So... Let's just go back to my first self-development book was Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So if you have no idea what book I'm talking about, you have been living under a rock for the last 30 years, clearly. This book is the beginning of self-development and leadership development. And it was a game changer for so many And I have held on to the principles of the seven habits since I first read it 20 plus years ago. That book I probably reread or re-listened to um, for probably six years straight every single year. Now, here's some things I have discovered about my learning abilities and about how I how I personally digest information. So just maybe a little bit of tip for you. If you're listening to this podcast and you're probably someone who enjoys audio learning, um, I go back to the day when, you know, tapes, rec- <laughs> actual, really, I, some people don't even know what that is, but um, tapes and then CDs, um, a little more on the CD era. I mean, let's get real when I was started in business, but I had, you know, all these CDs or cassettes of um, books and I would listen to them that way. And then the iPod was invented or And I've listened to some that way, but I found that I have a hard time reading and not letting my mind wander. It just does. Um, And I have a hard time focusing. I think that's why I always did Cliff Notes is because I couldn't read and and stay in it. I've never been able to read um, novels um, or anything that isn't self-development, which I would love to have the ability to get into those kind of books and enjoy them. I just haven't gotten there yet. Not to say I won't, but I just haven't gotten there yet. Um, But what I found is that I am very much an audible learner um, and also a visual learner, but mostly audible. And so if I listen and take notes and get my notepad out and write and kind of re-listen to things that that really trigger something, I'm going to get the most out of it. And sometimes I'll even order a book and listen to it. So audible is my best friend. Um, When I found audible, it was like, I finally can consume information at a high level. I retain it much better. Um, I can pull out of it what I, you know, I just, I love it. Um, So if you don't know what Audible is, it is an Amazon app where you can order books and they're all read to you, oftentimes by the author. You can listen to them ahead of time. It's great. It's awesome. But here's the thing. So, Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Awesome. Learned a lot, applied a lot, 
but was so young, not sure I knew how to apply half the stuff. And there were several other books that I read in between that, that, you know, Good to Great, uh, um, Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Death by Me. I, I could just list a ton of books. But the biggest one that was a starter for me was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The next one that I think really helped kind of transition me from the way I operated to the way I operate today was The Five Choices, um, which is the business version of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So I think everybody knows this by now. My favorite number is five. I do everything in five. So when I found The Five Choices and it was the number five and it was Stephen Covey, I just, I had to do it. Like, I think we were the first ones to order the book and the first ones to do the online learning when they had it. I mean, I could not get enough of it. Um, but what I really learned is that about myself too is that I learned by teaching. So me giving a podcast is me learning. Me teaching the staff is me learning. So I learn by teaching and I always say the best way to learn is to teach. And oftentimes you find out how much you know, but you also find out how much more you need to know and you build on those skills the more you do it. So the five choices really helped me kind of understand, not kind of, but actually understand quadrants of time and where to spend most of your time and how to get the most out of every single day. Um, and I, so I went from, let's say, using a planner as a scheduler or using my phone as a scheduler to using my planner as a way to plan out my priorities for the day, the week, the month, the year, how to set goals, how to really dive into those goals, and how to um, make sure that I had a very rounded approach to succeeding by looking at all aspects of my life um, and how to attack those things. So those two books, The Seven Habits and then The Five Choices, man, total game changers for me on my self-development journey. They helped me really get disciplines in place like uh, my wellness, um, my spiritual, emotional, physical. So Stephen Covey talked about it as sharpen the saw. Um, Five Choices talks about it as fuel your fire. Um, my BFF Rachel Hollis talks about it as five to thrive. It all boils down to what are you doing physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally to um, to make yourself stronger because you your blade, you sharpen the saw, your blade dulls over time. So what are you doing to keep that sharp? Um, it all goes back to focusing on those, those elements and then scheduling out that time for myself. So really figuring out how to schedule out my life and plan and prioritize and put things into perspective of what mattered most so that I could live out my best life was really the starting point of me having the awesome life that I have today with the most balance and sense of accomplishment I probably ever felt because I use that that system um and it really taught me you know purpose and vision and value and missions and so forth um the next one that I think was an awesome book for anybody is find your why by Simon Sinek love Simon Sinek love his books love his messaging um again if you start to listen to a lot of books they all have the same message and it literally all goes back to the seven habits. So um, 
But find your why helped me really define my purpose, my values, my core values, our company's core values, which really helped me develop um, or to build on those things and to really make decisions based on those things because those are the things that make us make us tick. They make us happy. And when you can figure out your why, everything else becomes pretty simple. Um, so that was another really, really good book um, and one that I would suggest. Now, let's get into some that over my journey, like really hit me between the eyeballs when I needed. So I needed to understand how to schedule, how to prioritize, how to get my life um, in the balance that I wanted. And when I say schedule, there are so many people that are good at living by a schedule because they are organized people or they are um, regimented people or task driven people. I am not talking about making a task list and writing everything on a calendar in 17 colors. What I'm talking about is identifying every single day. If I want to be a great wife, what am I doing today to be a great wife? If I'm going to be a great leader, what am I doing today to be a great leader? And really asking myself those questions and then putting a commitment on paper to those specific things. If I want to say that I'm, am, you know, physically um, doing things to be physical with my body, what am I doing today to move my body? Um, what am I doing to take care of my emotional state, my spiritual state? All of those things, asking myself those questions and then making my schedule around hitting those things. That is much different than checking off boxes and running a tight schedule because running a tight schedule will just make you freaking crazy. Um, I've been on that roller coaster too. It's not about tasking and keeping a schedule and being on time to everything. It's Those are great assets and you do learn those in time, but it's really more about what are you doing to prioritize your life in the way that you want it to end. Um, Stephen Covey always says, begin with the end in mind. So where do you want to be? And then back into that. All right. So this book is called, um, this next one is uh, Necessary Endings. And it is an older book, but it is so good. And it was so timely when I got it. So uh, for Brandon and I and for our company. So, you know, when you build something and it's so near and dear to your heart, you don't know when to let go of things that aren't necessarily right for you anymore. Um, and that change is part of the process, especially, you know, as a business is growing or as personal life is growing, that change is part of it. And I've never, ever been one to resist change change that was in my control, <laughs> that is. Um, but I've never been one to resist change, but I've also been an extremely loyal person. And so um, parting ways with people or things, mostly people, um, was very difficult for um, me to do and for our company to do and to not look at that you know, emotionally and how to look at that from a business perspective. That book, Necessary Endings, really gave me a whole different viewpoint and way to process through um, whether or not an employee was right for High Point or not, um, whether somebody in my life was right for me at the time or not, um, and really just about seasons and how to 
make those decisions on whether it's time to create an ending or not um, and let go of things when it is time. So I don't necessarily want to get into the nitty gritty of some of the stories, but we were definitely in a transition in our company where we had to decide if certain people were going to continue or if it was time to, you know, part ways and the decision was made to part ways and it would not have been able to be made for either side without this book as a guide, as a compass to help us figure out, is this the right decision and um, how are we going to get through this? So it's a phenomenal book. Um, One of the things that I'll just kind of give you a little prelim to it um talks about the gardener and a gardener who's got a rose bush and how you have to constantly trim it and cut off the branches that are dead and cut off the branches that are growing too much and sucking up the life um, so that you can have the most perfect beautiful rose bush it won't happen if you just let it run crazy and a lot of times you don't want to prune but a gardener does prune to have this beautiful rose bush And you have to do the same thing in business and in life. To have that perfect rose bush, you have to constantly be pruning. And that's not a bad thing. It's just part of the cycle of life. And I think when you look at it from it's a cycle of life and not a bad thing, it just kind of helps things put in uh, be put in perspective and really make the right decision um, in the right season. So cannot say enough about that book and what it did for me. Um, in that time frame as far as making some business decisions. Um, I have talked about the collaborative way. It was absolute, absolute game changer for our company. Another great book um, by Lloyd Fickett. If you haven't read it and you want to communicate with anybody in your life, it is a great book. It's a, I mean, it's just a great book to learn how to communicate at all levels um, because it really is common sense but not commonly practiced so another phenomenal read on getting you you know better at communication and then John Maxwell's um leader shift it's probably one of my favorite books right now I've listened to it three different times especially in the time frame that we're in right now it could not be more relevant um I have probably read 10 John Maxwell books and I would suggest that you read a John Maxwell book every six months because he puts one out every six months. No, I mean, his stuff is incredible. Um, And that one is just an incredible book on everything that's going on. He wrote it about two years ago, I think, but it's just so relevant to the time that we're in right now um, and how we have to shift so much faster and our perspective has to change. Um... The book that I read, the last couple books that I've read that I think have really helped and probably would have helped me more um, a few years back. Um, And, you know, they've validated things now, but maybe they would have helped even more um, in learning some of those things is The Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. It's about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. I have always had a growth mindset. That's just the way I'm wired. 
but I would get frustrated with people who had a fixed mindset. And this book helped me understand how to relate to someone who had a fixed mindset and help walk them through changing that perspective. Um, Because it wasn't necessarily that I didn't have a growth mindset. I just didn't know how to relate and communicate with people that didn't. Um, And then the last one is uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. That has been an excellent, easy read on just really getting back to focus. Everything I read pretty much focuses around um, leadership. And I don't want to say time management, but I want to say priority management. Um, and guys, there's been so many personal books I've read. I, I could go on forever. If you want to, you know, look into my Audible, you would see it's absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, but those are great business books and great places to start from a leadership standpoint. Um, our team is reading um, The One Thing right now. We had read Necessary Endings. It was an excellent book for our entire um, leadership team and management team to uh, do. We do a book um, every you know six months or so, a collaborative way. Like I said, was another good one, Five Choices. We've instilled those into our company. They have become fabric in our company because they have been so good. Um, another one that <laughs> totally forgot about these two most important books. And these are the two most important books in our company. I cannot believe I almost let them um, slip by me. So Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. I know you think I'm crazy, but it's actually the number one sales book in the entire world. And if you really think about the messaging of Green Eggs and Ham, it's about one, trying something that totally makes you uncomfortable, right? So pursuing discomfort. It's also about the persistency of, you know, pushing to get someone to try the green eggs in him because he believes in it so much. Um, so that's really where it comes to the sales tool is the persistency that eventually they will say yes because, and then they're going to love it. Um, every single employee reads that on their first day of work and has to sign it. We have this book that we've had since the beginning of High Point where every employee on their first day, they sign this book, they read it and they sign it. And, um, that's the first thing they learn is about green eggs and ham and it's the best story ever. And it's like the best book ever. And it's the best reminder of everything. Just keep trying um, and consistency will compound. And if you actually step out of your comfort zone and try something, you might actually like it. So it's coming at it from both angles. And I just love, love, love that book. And then the last one that we read as a company is The Fred Factor. And it's about Fred the Postman and about his uh, service as a postman. So it's a very easy read. It is part of our onboarding process for our culture to read um, that book as well in your first week. It it takes a couple hours to read. Um, But the idea is a premises of going above and beyond to give extraordinary service. Um, Even though Fred is just a postman, he treats his job like he is you know, the only postman in the entire world. And his mission is to make everybody around him smile. So we use that book as a guide of how we want our employees to um, 
behave, how we view service. It's our service model is the Fred factor. And so we even do what we call Fred sightings. And if you see an employee that is, you know, going above and beyond, giving extraordinary service to a client or to a coworker, um, we call them Fred sightings. And, you know, we read them out in our monthly meetings or all hands meetings because, that exemplifies exactly who we are is to give that extraordinary service. And that's what Fred does. So just a reminder on all these great books um, from a company culture standpoint, because I think I bounced around a little bit and I was trying to kind of keep it mostly focused on company culture and, and leadership stuff. But culture wise, The Fred Factor, awesome, great book. Green Eggs and Ham, can't beat it. Two simple onboarding books, um, collaborative way, fantastic culture building wise, communication building wise, the five choices you can use culture um, and company building wise. They did come actually, actually Stephen Covey's son, Stephen Covey, um, rewrote and reproduced the seven habits. I think it just released a couple probably a month ago so it might be a fun read to do and you know fresh some fresh content in there um on a book study um necessary endings again another great one the one thing i think i've listed them all out there's so many hopefully you wrote these down we will put them in the show notes so that you can go back and reference them there um and i'm not really much of a book critic but i can tell you that out of the you know 200 books i've read those are the ones that were the game changers for me. And it really started with learning how to prioritize, how to set goals, and then how to really go after those goals without you know, crushing everybody around me in the process of doing that. So anyways, hope this was helpful. I enjoyed this and I will uh, see you guys next week. Until then, y'all leave with love. Bye now. <laughs>